Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. We really appreciate your taking the time to listen to our podcast. Thanks to those of you who have subscribed or followed us on any of the podcast platforms. You can find us on every platform by going to pod.link slash pictures of Lily podcast or directly from pictures of You can also find us on SoundCloud and on YouTube. In this episode, I will be talking about the interview I did with Mark Kinchin, better known as MK, and that was for the cover of DJ Times Magazine's Spring 2020 issue. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing MK, which was over video chat for over two hours. A little background on MK, he's a house music producer originally from Detroit who started out when he was a teenager in the late 80s. By the early 90s, when he was still a teenager, MK had songs tearing up dance floors across the globe, not the least of which was his original track, Burning. A few years later, his remix of Nightcrawlers' Push the Feeling On blew up. But MK wasn't a DJ. He was this shy and quiet kid who spent his time in the studio and who stayed out of the spotlight. His music was doing his talking for him. Then out of nowhere, he went off to be a hip-hop and pop producer, and we thought, that's it, one of our own has infiltrated the top echelons of music. MK told me what it was like from his perspective. It felt the opposite of that for me. Working with R&B and hip-hop people, I didn't feel I could say, I'm MK, I made house music. I felt they would say, okay, and? So I never told people. I just acted like I was a new producer and took it from there. We also talked about how there is an attitude in dance music that doing pop music is a cop-out, and it's the easy thing to do. And since he's been on both sides, MK has the real insight. This is what he said. Pop music is so political, way more political than any other music I've been in. Quincy Jones signed me to a publishing deal, and I did music for everybody. I went into the studio with, say, Destiny's Child. I recorded a song with them, and it didn't make the album because it wasn't good enough. But I still got paid. One year I made $300,000 in fees and I had one release. It's not just making a good song. If that was it, I would still be in pop music. You have to deal with managers and in the urban world, that's some whole other bullshit. You're giving people points, production, publishing in order for them to even use the song. And it doesn't even matter if the song is good. For someone to say pop music is easy, go try it. Write a song for Ariana Grande and get it on her album. See how many years that will take you.
It was a good 10 years, maybe a bit more, between when MK first left the house music scene to when he came back to it. He only came back because house music dons Lee Foss and Jamie Jones invited him to play their parties. And Pitbull sampled his 1995 remix of Nightcrawlers. And underground house parties were playing tracks from the 90s. So whether MK was actively in the house music scene or not, his music certainly was. The thing was, MK still didn't know how to DJ. This is what he told me about that. Even though I didn't DJ in the 90s, I always felt like I should have because I wouldn't have been broke. That was my thought in 2008. I didn't want to miss that boat again. I was going to DJ. My brother Scotty Deep, who is a DJ, went with me. I picked the tracks and he did the work. I had sold out shows and I was learning how to DJ at those shows. What's interesting is that it's the new guard of house music that brought MK back to it. And this is what he said about that. My generation people weren't asking me to do anything. No one was saying, hey MK, it's 2009, let's go do a party together. Once Jamie and those guys did, all the veterans, Loco Dice, Carl Cox, they were all like, you're back. Let's do something together. Let's tour. Let's hang out, if anything. Once all those guys embraced me, the younger crowd was like, who the f*** is MK? Why is Carl Cox praising MK? But it opened a door for me where, okay, we don't know who you are, but come in. That's what I felt happened. Jamie and Lee, the cooler guys, brought me in, and the DJs I grew up with co-signed on it. One of the things that has always surprised me about MK is that he does so many remixes. Usually, producer artists do more remixes at the start of their career to make money and establish their name. MK does exponentially more remixes than original productions. And I asked him about it, and this is what he said. It's been working for me. Nightcrawlers, even though I didn't make any money from it, made a career for me. Storm Queen made a career for me. My Head is a Jungle made a career for me. I still like doing them. It's not as much pressure on me as doing an MK record. Remixes or original productions, MK is on fire. And his Area 10 brand, which is named after the parking lot he worked in when he was a young teenager, houses a record label as well as hosting parties and festival stages. And from what I saw during our interview, Mark Kinchin is one happy guy. And that's my snapshot of my experience interviewing MK. The full feature is online at djtimes.com and it's linked on picturesoflily.com. MK has a lot of time to work on music during the pandemic, so keep your ears tuned for new music from him over the course of the year. In the next episode, I will be talking about my experience interviewing Moby, who I spoke to for Variety.
from myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder. Thanks for listening. And once again, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so. And please rate and review. You can connect to us using pod.link slash pictures of Lily podcast. And that will take you to your podcast platform of choice. You can also find us on SoundCloud and YouTube if you prefer. And you can find the playlist for the podcasts, every song from every episode on Spotify and YouTube. Once again, thank you for listening. Pictures of Lily.